First of all, I want to quote from an article from Charisma Magazine. This is from July 28, 2009. Uh, it's a statement made by the well-known Christian Zionist pastor John Hagee. This is what he said. He said, few Christians recognize that there are five judgments in Scripture. The first has occurred and four are yet to be. The fourth judgment is the judgment of the nations. All the nations of the earth will be judged before God Almighty and his holy angels for the manner in which they treated the Jewish people. Uh, see Matthew 25, 31 to 46. Uh, the fourth judgment is the one that most concerns us here. The time of the judgment is immediately after the Messiah returns to earth to establish his literal kingdom in the city of Jerusalem. It is critical to your well-being that you understand what the Bible teaches about the believer's treatment of God's chosen people so you will not come under this judgment. Who do you think are the hungry, naked, thirsty, sick, and prison strangers Jesus refers to in Matthew 25? They are not the church. They are the Jewish people. Jesus makes this clear when he says, And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, the Jews, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And scripture reference Matthew 25, 40 to 41 and verse 46. It is important to be right on the Israel question when you consider that being wrong brings you under the curse of God and headed for eternal everlasting fire with the devil and his angels. Israel is not a take it or leave it subject. It is a life or death matter, eternal life. If you believe the Bible is the inspired word of God and those who reject its truths have entered into idolatry and rebellion, if you believe Jehovah God is a God of integrity and that it would be impossible for him to break his covenant, if you believe that Jesus Christ is our example and that we ought to follow him, then there is no biblical alternative but to support the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. They'll be blessed and so will you. And that's from the Lord has chosen Zion. Uh, that's from Charisma Magazine, as I said. And you can read that whole parable, by the way, for yourself. It's that's, uh, as I said, Matthew uh, chapter 25, verses 31 uh, to 40. Uh, six. Uh, now, as uh, you know, uh, he said, if you believe the Bible is the inspired word of God, and he goes on to say, you know, if you believe this, you know, the integrity and so on and so forth, if you believe that Jesus Christ is our example, we are to follow him, then there's then no biblical alternative but to support the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. I just want to repeat that. Well, I'm going to show you, ladies and gentlemen, that there is a, uh, an alternative, and it's the truth. Uh, and I'm going to come against what he said here. This is typical uh, dispensationalism, ladies and gentlemen. And at the root, you know, one of the main roots where you can find this teaching was from the Schofield Bible. And, um, uh, you know, Mr. Schofield, you know, put the notes right there, right next to the King James Version of the Bible. And many people read that Schofield Bible, millions of people, actually. And those notes, you know, the, many of those people will read those notes as if uh, they are scripture, uh, 
themselves. I mean, it's, it's very incredible. So this is where we get this teaching. In fact, what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, let me, I'm going to go right to the Schofield Bible, uh, where uh, Mr. Schofield commented on uh, that passage of Scripture. So he's going to be quoting, this is from like uh, verse 32, where it says, And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. So uh, this is what he has here, and before him. And he goes on to say in his note, uh, This judgment is to be distinguished from the judgment of the great white throne. Here there is no resurrection. The persons judged are living nations. No books are open. Three classes are present, sheep, goats, and brethren. The time is at the return of Christ, Matthew 25, 31, and the scene is on the earth. All these particulars are in contrast with Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15. The test in this judgment is the treatment accorded by the nations to those whom Christ here call my brethren. These brethren are the Jewish remnant who will have preached the gospel of the kingdom to all nations during the tribulation. So um, basically, uh, you see that Mr. Schofield is saying the same thing that John Hagee said. So as I said, this is a, a classic dispensational uh, teaching, ladies and gentlemen. And they believe in that future kingdom, millennial kingdom on earth. You know, some people refer to um, that millennial kingdom as the, uh, the millennial kingdom of the Pharisees. And I, and I think that's a good description myself. So uh, this is where uh, you get into some heavy-duty stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, you know, Mr. Hagee, he didn't uh, make any bones about it and, and still doesn't, folks. Um, uh, you know about those uh, Christian United for Israel meetings and, and nights to honor Israel. So, you know, it's how you treat the Jewish people. But I'm going to show you something, ladies and gentlemen. You know, had, had the, the theology of, of this thing, it's a twisting. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it all boils down to what you do with Jesus Christ. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is not the gospel of Israel. And you need to know that. You need to uh, remember that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Now, in this 25th chapter of Matthew, you know, if you go all the way to the beginning of the uh, a chapter, the Lord is talking about his return. I mean, you can uh, look uh, as the chapter began, he, he's speaking about uh, the ten virgins. Five were wise and five uh, were foolish. You know, five were ready and five were not ready. It was an urgent call to be ready for his second coming. You know, Matthew twenty-five thirteen. it says, Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. And you go further down in that same chapter, Matthew 25, uh, verse 14 to 30, it talks about the parable of the talents. You know, the Lord is dealing with those uh, who are faithful and those who are not, the unprofitable uh, servants, the, the, the faithful uh, servants, they entered into the joy of the Lord, while the other guy, the unprofitable servant, he was cast into outer darkness. He went to hell. So, so it's, it's, it's the same theme uh, that, that, that the Lord is dealing with here in, in Matthew uh, chapter 25. Be ready. Be faithful. God is watching everything, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, you know, Schofield's teaching here, you know, 
they teach that the church is already raptured out. So as as, as he said, these are, this is the Jewish remnant that's preaching uh, during uh, the tribulation. They call them Jewish evangelists preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And uh, I'll deal with that also. I You know, I spoke about that in an earlier uh, message in this series, but, but I want to bring it back because I know that, you know, some people don't listen to all of these uh, messages, but if you happen to. So I want to prove to you a little later on how the kingdom of God message uh, that Christ preached was the same kingdom of God message that the Apostle Paul preached. I'm going to show you that, folks. So this is where, you know, these, these little dispensations, you know, uh, they distort the gospel. It's a twisting of the scripture. So, um, you know, the dispensational, they teach, you know, that, that after uh, Israel rejected the kingdom offers what they call it you know basically uh then god dealt with the church okay and and it's almost a, a, like a plan b all right the plan b so now god's dealing with the church and after the church is raptured out of here then god's gonna <laughs> deal with the jewish people again it, it, this is what they teach you know the fullness of the gentiles and and they go into all of that stuff so uh, as i said jesus christ preached the kingdom of god when he walked this earth, he preached it before he died, and he preached it after he rose from the dead. So what I'll do here, just as a um, uh, a quick do-over to show, you know, bring it, bring it to show you these things so you might know these things. Mark 1, 14 to 15, it says, Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. Hallelujah. And now I'll show you also, you know, because uh, as I said in the earlier message, people say, oh, the kingdom of God, it's different than the kingdom of heaven. Oh, you don't understand. I do understand. Matthew 4, 16 to 17. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So Mark uh, called it the kingdom of God. In Matthew, it's called the kingdom of heaven. Same exact gospel, ladies and gentlemen. Don't ever forget that. Don't fall for this dispensational lie where they say it's not the same. I'm going to show you now Acts 1, uh, verses 1 to 3. This is after Christ rose from the dead, ladies and gentlemen. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of of God. This is what he's showing his disciples, ladies and gentlemen. Now think about this. This is awesome. Uh, Jesus Christ, for 40 days, he is walking around planet Earth. This was after he was butchered on the cross. He, he was in the, uh, 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 behind the stone, ladies and gentlemen. And, and, and here he is, rose from the dead. Glory to God. This should, this should really excite you. And he's speaking the same way after he rose from the dead. That, that he spoke before he was killed. Think about this. So, so what a message. I mean, Jesus Christ, he is the message. 
Don't ever forget that. He is the message. He is the true Israel of God. Him, it's all in a person, ladies and gentlemen. He's the fulfillment. Uh, that's why, you know, if you're a pastor, pro preach fulfillment in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So for 40 days, he's instructing his disciples. Oh, yes, he is. So I want to show you that. He's, he's speaking the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. I want to show you that the Apostle Paul preached the very same gospel. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 20, verses 22 to 25. And now behold, they go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save or accept that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I've received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. So, ladies and gentlemen, in verse 24, Paul said that he was testifying the gospel of the grace of God. And the very next verse, he says, you know, I've gone preaching the kingdom of God. So, so you know, that you have these people uh, that they say, oh, no, no, Paul preached a, a grace gospel, the, the the, the gospel of the kingdom of God, that's stopped. That's for the future. That's for the millennial kingdom. That's for the Jewish people. Stop it. Stop it now. That's not true. So here, here, I showed you right here, ladies and Let's go to Acts 28. It says, Be it known, therefore, unto you, that the salvation of God is sent unto, gen unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. Look at this. Let me stop right there. His Paul, he, he just basically, uh, you know, told his own people, he says, I'm going, I'm moving on to the Gentiles. They basically uh, were rejecting what he was preaching. Now, uh, keep in mind that a Jewish person, Jewish person can be saved just the same way as a Gentile. You believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're washed in the blood, you'll be born again of the Spirit. So it's equal. God's an equal opportunity Savior. But I want you to see here, he's going to the Gentiles. I'll read it again. Be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles and that they will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among themselves. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house. He rented a house and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. So here he went in the house, ladies and gentlemen, he's preaching to the Gentiles and he's, anybody else who came to his house He's preaching the kingdom of God. So don't buy that lie that this, that, you know, when, when the Jewish people rejected Christ, that the kingdom offer stopped and plan B went into effect. This postponement went into effect. And this is only a parenthesis that we're living in now. False teaching. Okay? So, the kingdom of God was preached then, and it's preached now. The gospel of grace and the gospel of the kingdom are the same thing. Hallelujah. Uh, something else we need to address here is uh, the fact that uh, John Hagee talked about, and, and Schofield also, numerous judgments. Okay? 
uh, I, I want to let you know, folks, that there's one judgment date, and, and, and the Bible makes that very clear. There are not several judgments, you know, four, judgment five, I think some say six. <laughs> there's one judgment day, ladies and gentlemen, and that's when Jesus Christ comes back. You need to know that uh, as far as the judgment day goes. Let, let's look at, uh, you know, if you look at John 12, 48, uh, Jesus said that we would be judged by the words that he spoke. But he made it clear, if you go to John 6, 40, 44, and 54, all in John 6, uh, he talks about the last day. And there's only one last day. Jesus declared he was coming again in the clouds of heaven with great glory. He declared that all the tribes, the races of the earth would mourn, okay? They would wail when they see the Son of Man coming. That's Matthew 24, verse 30. Let me read to you 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 6 to 10. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, and to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. That's the second coming. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Hallelujah. Look at this. One second coming, ladies and gentlemen, when the Lord's revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Look at that. Flaming fire, taking vengeance on who? On them that know not God and those who obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, those who don't obey the gospel, that includes both Jew and Gentile, who do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the majority of humanity, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the, you, you go out, if you're a true born-again believer in Jesus Christ, you know for a fact that most people want nothing to do with Jesus Christ, whether they're Jewish or Gentile, okay? You think of all the people all over the world. Think of all the Hindus. Think of all the Buddhists. Think of all the Muslims. I mean, the Muslims, as I said before in another message, you know, they, they believe Jesus is nothing more than a prophet. They do not believe that God has a son. Nor do the Jewish people believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They do not believe that he's, that he's the Messiah. The Hindus believe in what? Some people say, what, millions of gods? So they'll put Jesus on the shelf with those other gods. Uh, Buddhists, they don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. So this is what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking billions of people. Uh, on that day, on that day when the Lord makes his return, will be lost for eternity. And if somebody tells you otherwise, then they really don't believe the word of God, folks. So uh, let's look at now 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 to 17. It says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. You're a believer. And let's just say we happen to be alive, you know, when the Lord came back. You're a believer. You've been born again of the Spirit. You've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You're going up, my friend. 
my brother, my sister, we're going up. That, that, that's, what, that's what we're talking about here. You're going up when the Lord makes his return. Glory to God. So Jesus declared that he would come with the angels and reward every man according to their works. Matthew 16 and 27. You'll see that is in agreement with Revelation 20, 11 to 15. So it all takes place, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You know, when God judges uh People, you know, all of these things, you know, whatever you did to the least of my brethren. And it's all taking place on the same day, folks. They're not separate judgments. Uh, this takes place. One, there's one judgment day. No secret uh, rapture. Uh, as I showed you before, what I just read to you, First Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17. When the Lord comes for his people. He's coming with a shout, with the, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. This is a very noisy event that is going to take place, folks. No secret rapture with planes falling out of the sky and cars crashing when the believer who's driving the car uh, is raptured. No, no, that, that's, that's stuff you uh, read about and maybe in the Left Behind series. You know, I'm ashamed to say I actually watched those videos at people watching them. You know, folks, this is dispensational stuff, okay? So you want the reality, you want the truth, you got to go to the Bible and that's where you're going to find it. So, you know, we're talking about the saved and the unsaved. Jesus declared that those who believed on him were not condemned, and those who did not believe on him were condemned already. Read John 3, 16 to 18. Jesus made it clear that everlasting life belonged only to those who believed in him. John 5, 24, 640, 647. Uh, those are the references you can look up. The Apostle John, who also wrote Revelation, declared that the very reason the gospel was written was that people might believe on Jesus and have everlasting life. Look up John 20, verse 31. In that same gospel, the Apostle John, who also wrote Revelation, declared that the wrath of God already abode upon those who rejected Jesus Christ. That's in John 3, verse 36. After Jesus was killed and rose from the dead, he told his followers to preach the gospel to all and told them that the believers would be saved and the unbelievers would be damned. You'll find that in Mark 16, verses 15 to 16. So we're learning, folks, it's, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not the gospel of of Israel. It's not what you do with the Jewish people. It's not what you do with the nation of Israel. It's what you do with the person of Jesus Christ. Let's deal now uh, with the brethren uh, that uh, Schofield and Mr. John Hagee talk about. They insist that uh, the brethren in that, uh, that parable are the Jewish people. What you need to know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there are not three groups on, on, on Judgment Day. The sheep and the goats. And this, this other group, the, the brethren. And Listen to me. The sheep and the goats. The sheep are believers. The goats are unbelievers. The sheep will enter into the joy of the Lord. The unbelievers will go to hell for eternity. And that's, that's the truth. That's, let's make it simple here. So, uh, as I said, you know, th this comes, you know, from uh, that type of thinking, the, the Schofields, the Jay and Darby, and, and everything uh, else. The nations of the world, you know, they're going to be judged 
for what they did with Jesus Christ. And ladies and gentlemen, people are judged as individuals. God's not judging a nation on how they uh, treated the Jewish people. That's another uh, thing. I don't think they all believe that, but, you know, oh, this nation, how did you treat the Jewish people? How did you treat the nation of Israel? See, this is dispensationalism. This is politics, by the way, also. You know, if you're in a church that, that has politicians allowed to come into the pulpit, Folks, I would leave that church immediately. You don't find that in the Bible. You don't find the disciples inviting politicians. Many, many, uh, oftentimes it's somebody who's not even saved. You know, coming coming in, in uh, uh, a church and preaching uh, politics, preaching who you should elect. That that's insanity. And that, there's just a lot of that going on in the world today. So the nations, folks, we're talking about people from all over the world. All this is saying is that every man and every woman who ever lived is going to stand before God one day. So, uh, you know, Mr. Hagee said that the brethren does not speak of the church, it's speaking of the Jewish people. That is not true, and I'm going to show you uh, right now in the scriptures that it's speaking of the people of God. Look at Luke chapter 8, verses 18 to 21. It says, Take heed, therefore, how you hear, how you hear. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not from him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. Then came to him his mother and his brethren, and could not come at him for the press. It was crowded. And it was told him by certain which said, Thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to see thee. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God and do it. So here Jesus makes it clear that his brethren are those who would be listening to God, hearing the word of God and doing it. Very clear. So the brethren, uh, to say that the brethren are the Jewish people, it's not true. And I'm going to give you another scripture to show you who the brethren are. This is if the Christ rose from the dead. Matthew 28, verses 1 to 10. In the end of the Sabbath, as it, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment or clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. So, uh, as we see, ladies and gentlemen, the brethren are speaking of the believers. You notice what the angel told them to do. He said, go quickly, tell his disciples. 
that he's risen from the dead. Who's he speaking about? Christ, obviously. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. So the angel said, look, he goes before you. Go into Galilee. Look at this. He's risen from the dead. So he's talking about believers, ladies and gentlemen. And then Jesus confirms that they're on their way to do that very thing. And, and here comes Jesus. And, and what does Jesus say? He says, Jesus said, said uh, then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid, go tell my brethren. Okay, so the brethren obviously are the disciples. That's what the angel uh, said, his disciples. His disciples, his followers are the brethren, ladies and gentlemen. Has nothing to do with how you treat the Jewish people. My, oh my. So people, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that bondage uh, that's being taught, you know, I will bless those who bless thee. It is a bondage that has gripped hundreds of millions of people. I believe with all my heart, this gospel, uh, the way it's supposed to be preached, is being robbed. The Jewish people are being robbed. They need to be told the truth. They need to be told that they're going to die in their sins like anybody else. Jew or Gentile, ladies and gentlemen, this teaching of a future millennial reign, this kingdom offer, and this kingdom of God. Uh, you know, do the Jewish people who reject Jesus Christ follow the word of God? Of course not. Of course not. In fact, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, told them that they killed their own prophets and stoned those who were sent to them. Find that in Matthew 23, verses 23 to 37. Luke chapter 13, verse uh, 34. So, so Jesus rebuked the Jewish Pharisees for, for their hypocrisy. And that word stands true today, folks, for all Jewish people. They still reject Jesus as the Messiah. I've shared the gospel with quite a few Jewish people, you know, and certain instances stand out in my mind, you know. One particular person just turned around and said, he's not the Messiah, just like that. He's not the Messiah. Uh, you know, I've had a man, an elderly man, he was a lawyer, and we were witnessing to him. Kathy was witnessing to him. In fact, giving him um, some good chick tracks, including the one... Um, where is Rabbi Waxman? It speaks with the prophecies about the prophecies being fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Um, another one was um, the, uh, the the main track that you know this is your life. And in fact, he said you're starting to scam me. But but we love this man. We had him over for dinner. Had a nice fish dinner with him. I rented a hall. Uh, we went to, rented a hall. Uh, to have a meeting one time, and I went to his home, and I picked him up and brought him home again. Free food. We preached the gospel, and uh, so on and so forth. So, so you love the love the people. The gospel is for the Jew and it's for the Gentile folks. But um, the, this dispensationalism is a twisting of the Scripture. So. I want you to know that, ladies and gentlemen. So let me end it here with Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15. This is, this is also speaking of uh, that day when God's going to judge. This is the one judgment day, folks. Uh, Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. 
according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That's judgment there, ladies and gentlemen. So every man will be judged. Uh, Those in the book of life, who are they? Who, who's in that book of life? Folks, those in the book of life uh, book of life are those who were truly washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Those who were truly born again of the Spirit. If you've never been born again, ladies and gentlemen, you're still dead in your sins. You will, if you die in that condition, you will end up in hell. That's no question about it. That's why, you know, Jesus said you must be born again. Uh, you must be born again. He didn't say uh, maybe, could be. He said, no, you must be. So if you're out there listening today and you've never been born again, I, I wouldn't go to sleep tonight uh, with, with, with knowing what you heard here today. You must be born again. You must understand that Jesus Christ paid the price. This is the love of God. He paid the price for your sins upon the cross, ladies and gentlemen. That blood was shed for you. That's how you're justified. You put your faith in him, your slate will be clean. Everything you've ever done will be washed away by that perfect, beautiful, precious blood of Jesus Christ. The proof is in the pudding. He rose from the dead. They killed him, but he got up from the dead, just like he said he would. Many times as he told his followers that he would rise again on the third day. And that's exactly what happened. He ascended into heaven, ladies and gentlemen. You can be saved today, whether you be Jewish or Gentile. Jew or Gentile, this is the beauty of the gospel, folks. You want to make sure that your name is in that book of life before you leave this earth. Be blessed.